the Askell Primary Leaders Podcast with Tiff Harris. Hello everyone and welcome to another Primary Leaders Podcast and I'm Tiff Harris and today I am joined by Tony Ude. Hello Tony. Hello and hello, hello Tiff and hello everybody. So um, I'll let Tony introduce himself and his background as I as I always do with um with our speakers but I just want to say a few words about Tony I, I think I, I first met you Tony um when I when I first became employed by Ascot probably about f- over four years ago now you sit on um, the primary umbrella group and various other organizations and groups that we um, have in common and um, I've always been fascinated with the work that um that Tony and members of the team are doing Again, I'll let him speak about more a little bit more about that in a minute. Um, I think what Tony's going to talk about today is going to inspire our listeners. And if not inspire, then just make them think and make them ponder um, their curriculum, particularly in primary. So, Tony, over to you. Will you start by talking about your career I think to date I'm quite interested to find out what your career profile has been and your journey up to now and then tell us all what you are working on at the moment okay uh, thanks very much well I um I started out uh, my first degree um was in history um, and I wondered what I was going to do when I left um, university and I had wondered about teaching secondary history, but I decided to go into primary education. And I in this was in 1976 um, after training at Goldsmiths in London. I then um, uh, taught for four years in Hertfordshire and then moved to another school in also in Hertfordshire and Elmwood Hempstead. In a, in a new town and became a deputy head and then I moved in 1989 to be the head teacher of a multicultural uh, first school in Oxford um, and I did that for nine years and I finished there in 1998 um, and I decided at that point I'd always sort of thought that I would be a head teacher for ages or become an advisor but I decided I sort of didn't want to uh, I wanted to do something rather different and I went off and I did a doctorate um, at, at the university uh, department in Oxford um, and then when I finished that in 2003 I thought well, I, I don't know whether I want to be an advisor or to go back into headship or whatever and I set up on a self-employed basis um, as a research consultant and did things like evaluations and uh, and a whole lot of work. But but the, the main bit in this respect was that I wrote a lot. Um, and uh, so I really for the last 20 or so years, um, I've written a lot of articles um, and several books. Um, my, and really where I started, which followed on from the doctorate, was in the area of children's spiritual, moral, social, cultural development. My first book was it was uh, about SMSC. And then I've written about things like the expertise of the primary um, class teacher, um, uh, pedagogy more broadly. Um, and then I've moved more recently into areas like uh, moral education. My most recent book was 
identity, culture and belonging, which may, I mean, totally fascinating, but it may, may sound a bit uh, um, a, a bit difficult. But, but they're the sort of really, really important aspects, it seems to me, of, of, of who we are and how we belong, how we fit into society. And from a teaching point of view, how we then help um, young people to do that. So that in a nutshell is, 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 my, is my career. Um, and uh, at the moment, I'm, uh, I'll talk about the humanities in just a minute, um, but I'm doing a, a whole range of, of different writing projects and so on. But again, mainly around young children and the sort of broader development, the education of the whole child, you know, as opposed to, though it's obviously part of it, the, the sort of some of the areas to do with literacy and numeracy, which, um, uh, you know, most people who are in schools are particularly um, uh, needing to work on. But part of the work that I think is really important is that much broader view of, of the whole child, which is why I went into primary education and why I, you know, had such a wonderful life um, doing that. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. I, I told you, listeners, that this would be um, inspirational or at least fascinating. And I've been um, trying to, well, hoping to pin Tony down for a while to find out about um, his his career. He's been inspirational to me on the groups. Um, the work that he's done for, for all these many years has, has just been um, awe-inspiring from my perspective. But that's not what we're going to talk about today, is it, Tony? What we're going to talk about is the, is the main focus is the work that you've been doing recently. Aside from your book writing and journal writing, you've been working around the main focus being humanities, predominantly humanities in primary schools. Is that correct? That's right. Yes. Yeah. Um, so where where that started, um, I, I, I said I left Headship in 1998. Um, which I did, and, and I was obviously a, a primary school teacher before um, the 1988 Education Act, because I'm getting on in years now. Um, but part of what appealed to me about primary education was actually the, the breadth of the curriculum, things like the arts and the humanities and physical education, as well as reading, writing, maths and, and science. Um, but it, it was that breadth and balance and I think we need to remember that it's in the law that we should be teaching a balanced and broadly based curriculum. And one of the worries that I had when I um, finished as a head and subsequently was, was the narrowing of the curriculum. And I think that's very widely shared by people in education generally, but particularly in primary education. And um, the as a result of that, uh, and particularly following Robin Alexander's Cambridge Primary Review in 2010, th there was a group of us that got together in about 2013, 2014, to be thinking particularly about well, what's happened to the humanities, and in particular areas such as history and geography and religious education. And um, 
we tried to get some funding for a, a big research project, but that unfortunately wasn't successful. But we wrote a, a series of articles which came out in the journal Education 3 to 13 in, in, in 2017, um, which was trying to look at the humanities in different parts of the UK, because it's very different in Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland and in England. Um, and also what I wrote an article, what do we mean by the humanities? Other people looked at issues to do with inspection um, and ways of, of, of teaching the humanities. And as a result of that, we had a seminar which um, led to us saying, well, look, we need not just to have a seminar, we need to do something about it. And we set up um, a, a, a a campaign, a project called Humanities 2020, um, which, which is still going, even though we've gone past 2020. Um, and that, and there's a website which um, um, hopefully people will want to access. But bro broadly speaking, we looked at what do we mean by the humanities? Do we just mean sort of history, geography and RE? And I wanted to, in the article I wrote in 2017, I wanted to have a sort of broader view of what we mean by the humanities in terms of things like, uh, and this is taken from our website, that the humanities matter because they enable children to look at questions about meaning and purpose of their lives, to explore identities and values and beliefs, to develop critical and creative thinking, to extend their cultural and imaginative horizons, to, to empathise with people who are different as well as those who are similar, and to celebrate the diversity and challenge stereotypes, learn about and practise issues such as democracy and global citizenship and sustainability, and then to uh, strengthen a care, a sense of care for themselves, each other and the planet in line with the UN Sustainable Development Goals. And, and that's a sort of brief summary of, of, of why we think that, and why I think that the humanities matter. But I think one also just needs to put it even more simply is to say that those are areas which are terribly important, but they actually engage most children and particularly young children. I mean, we all want to know seems to me you know who am i where do i fit in why are other people different from me i mean even if you go back to two or three year olds those are the sorts of questions they may not be asking them in those words but that's what they're sort of trying to find out what is it to be human not just as an individual but in terms of other cultures and other societies and some of those questions are relatively simple and some of them are terribly complicated and, and, and difficult. And one and as a result of, of, of all those discussions that we had with Humanities 2020, our sort of main focus was on history and geography and religious education and citizenship. Um, but I would also see the humanities as going a bit broader. Some people would include music. Some people would include modern, modern foreign languages. I would certainly include literature. But the main focus of Humanities 2020, as I say, is on history, geography, RE and citizenship. And one thing I just do want to say is that there's a lot of focus at the moment on things like powerful knowledge and knowledge rich um, um, uh, education. And again, I would want to go much broader than that. 
just to say it's not just about learning facts. You know, as I said, I started learning history and, you know, I mean, kings and castles and queens and, and dates and battles. I mean, I found them quite interesting, but a lot of people didn't find that so uh, didn't find that so interesting the way they were taught history. And it's much more and the same, I think, could be said for geography and for RE. Um, and it's much more, I think, about sort of ways of working which are associated with the uh, humanities. Things like field work, things like looking closely and then analysing, interpreting, trying to make sense of of how people live now, how they lived in the past, how they live in different countries, things like um, faith and belief. And just a brief word, I'm not an expert on, on religious education, but I think there's some very interesting work that's been done recently about extending religious education into religion and worldviews, so that it's not just about faith communities, but it's also about the sorts of beliefs and values um, that, that, that young people and older people have, um, you know, in different societies uh, around the world. And, and I just think those things are deeply engaging for young children, as long as they are taught in an active, in a way where children are active, where they're encouraged to explore and, and so on. Now, um, I think that one of my concerns, as I said earlier, is that the humanities uh, have been marginalised too often in, in primary schools. And so part of what Humanities 2020 is about is trying to enable and encourage uh, people who are working in, in schools, particularly in primary schools, you know, to, to be looking at the curriculum more broadly than the, the current focus on literacy and, and numeracy in, in particular. And one of the points that I would want to, you know, a lot of people say, well, look, I'm not sure we've got time or, or, or whatever. And I understand that. But it does seem to me that, for instance, in terms of literacy and literacy skills, that the humanities are a wonderful context, are a wonderful way of actually learning those and applying them in a meaningful and an interesting way. Now, yeah. I mean, maybe I've, maybe I've said enough for now. No. Um, I, I could go on for ages, as you can imagine. I don't think you said enough, Tony, because I've got some questions for you. And um, you, we've spoken about this um, previously. I think. I know you want to touch upon this a little bit, but it's also the environment and the planet and 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 how humanities teaching in primary schools supports that. But but also how that transition from primary to secondary is supported and the roles that um, that that primary school pupils as they move into secondary school can consider. There's, there was some information that you gave me a while ago, Tony. I think it was to do with that interest developing that interest in the humanities as they move from primary to secondary and considering the roles that um, they they could do after leaving school and, and that whole journey. And it starts in primary, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I, I think I think very much the very much the starting in primary um, and I suppose not going right back to how young children learn. It seems to me that young children come into school with curiosity, with imagination, with creativity. And, and too often, sadly, and I mean, sometimes I did it myself, you know, what, one, what the schooling system does is it squeezes some of that 
you know, out of, of young people. Now, I mean, the best schools and the best teachers obviously don't, but I have a worry in policy terms that, that, you know, that that is what is happening. And yet, if you look at what employers want, and I don't think education is just for employment, but I mean, that is one factor. But you look at what employers want, and they want people who can work in teams. They want people who are creative. They want people who are imaginative. They want people who can problem solve. All of those sorts of things, which it seems to me are precisely the sort of things that young children have um, and what we need to encourage. And if we don't keep encouraging that, um, then I think it's more difficult as young people move into secondary school as they mm. get older to sort of rekindle some of that curiosity so what i want to do is to sort of keep all those fires so to speak alight um yeah. you know right right the way through um and that i suppose that's why i find because the humanities i think are so fascinating to me and also to many of the children i've taught and colleagues i've taught with that, that i think the humanities are a, a really engaging way i mean a lot of what i say could also probably be said for the arts as well mm. um so you know i'm not saying let's have only the humanities and let's ditch literacy numeracy in the arts um you know it's much more about that that um balanced and, and broadly based curriculum that I, that i was mentioning just going back to the first bit of what you said tiff mm. um i think that there are some very urgent issues which many schools struggle to know quite how to address now the most obvious one of those i think is climate change the environment and sustainability but there are then other issues which um which which come up in the news i mean something like migration um it, it immediately comes to mind all the issues which are to do with the decolonization of the uh, of the curriculum with black lives matters um, one could go through a whole range of different things uh, of different areas which have come to um, the sort of public focus the the changing role of women the changing role of, of people of color uh, the changing role of of, of um, people with disabilities and, and and all of those and it seems to me that the humanities is a sort of broad area which enables um, uh, teachers to to um, to address those sorts of issues with, with children. Now, some some of those are obviously very difficult, and I can probably imagine some people listening to this saying, well, yes, it's all very well, but I mean, we're not going to get our sort of five-year-olds to be talking about issues of, of migration. Um, and that's probably right. I mean, as with any teaching, what one's doing is gradually building up, um, you know, and, and looking at some of these issues um, initially in a more simple way and then gradually building up the complexity of it but just looking at issues like you know my our community what's our community like and you know many of us live in very diverse communities and certainly any community has changed over time and so all those issues which are to do with 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 time uh, with space um, and with what it is to be, you know, what it is to be a citizen, what it is to, you know, be part of a community. Where do I fit in? Where do I not fit in? Those sorts of questions. So uh, I, I think it's the sort of area which is not one which 
immediately lends itself to sort of an easy textbook or, you know, sort of worksheets or anything like that. It's much more about helping young people to explore, those, well, to raise and to explore those questions on their own and with other people, which are, which are so fascinating about, you know, being a human being. Um, particularly in a time of, of change. And just to pick up very briefly, for instance, on the issue of sustainability, um, my colleague Stephen Scoffham, who's a geographer, has, has written uh, and done quite a lot, a lot of work around the area of sustainability. Um, but, you know, there are many schools who are uh, now, you know, becoming eco schools or looking at the in, in aspects of the environment. And that's that's a great way in. But I think I would be wanting to say how can we find ways of taking that further so that it's not you know it's not just about my own school or my own practice which you know all of which is important but actually how does one how are we then going to try and build a, a world which is sustainable um and where you know there is compassion for different people um, around the uh, around the world, particularly those who are more disadvantaged uh, th than ourselves, and so it raises all sorts of issues to do with um, with beliefs and values, and and things like the you know basically the sort of people that we want to be and we want our young children to be. Um, but I don't think one should underestimate that, you know, it, it's quite a challenge, um, I think, for many, particularly many younger teachers who maybe have been um, brought up, you know, with a significant focus on, on literacy and numeracy. And as I said before, it's not that those don't matter, but it's actually finding other ways of applying some of those skills in, in, in a meaningful context. And, and I remember, Tony, when you launched Humanities 2020, which was, I think, the year before 2020. Um, it was certainly the year um, before the pandemic. And I remember seeing a, 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 some slides that you put together and, and, a, and a booklet or a pamphlet of some sort that pretty much condensed everything that you've said in this webinar and talked about that the importance of, of that. And I thought it was absolutely fascinating. And you, we, de we described you before we came onto this as being a small organi organization with with a big idea it, it it's it's about raising awareness now isn't it it's about pushing on that it's about supporting that sc those schools that do need help and support and it's also about those schools that that are doing great things um contacting you or sharing those ideas with others so what i'm sort of getting to here tony is what can schools do next? Where can they go? Where can they find out more about the work that you're doing? And perhaps also, where can they share the work that they are doing and they think they believe they're doing well and they want to share that with others? Well, as as you say, we're we're a we're a relatively small organisation of, of passionate and committed people, um, and one of the things. I think one of the difficulties always with for academics like myself, I mean, this podcast hopefully will inspire some people, but actually I, I can imagine lots of head teachers and, and deputy senior leaders and, and teachers saying, yes, that's all very well. So 
quite how do we go about it and what I would love to do, what we've been trying to do, what we plan to do uh, before the pandemic uh, struck was to gather case studies because I think, you know, where there are examples of how schools are doing it, then that makes it much more accessible to the, to the people who are working in schools. Um, you know, inevitably, I talk in slightly general terms, but people might be then saying, but yeah, but actually, how does one do that? How, how does one introduce it to people who, are, you know, are, are maybe newly qualified teachers or, or you know, what, what's the impact in terms of the, um, uh, you know, on, on the whole balance of the curriculum and, and that sort of thing. So, so we, it would be great to have some case studies of people. I'm very happy to try and answer questions. I mean, I hope I don't get sort of 20,000 of them because we might might struggle to get yeah. them, but to have to have them just about what, what it means. But I, I guess the first port of call would be to be our website, which is um, www.humanities2020.org.uk. Um, well, I can just type in Humanities 2020. And, and, and we and have just to interrupt that. you there, Tony, all of this information will be attached to the podcast information. So if you are listening to this and can't write it down because you're driving, we'll put that, we'll attach that on. Yeah, th- th- thanks for that. Yes. And on that, there is a, a manifesto, um, uh, a, a four page sort of summary of what we um, do. And it would be great to have people who we've got asked people to sign up and it would be great to have people who are signatories who are basically sharing our roughly speaking our, our, our view of the importance of the humanities. And then, as I say, in any case, any case studies. Um, and uh, so I, I guess that's the sort of the, the first thing. And I mean, the other thing that I would say, and again, it's terribly easy for me to say it from the comfort of my living room. I just think it's so important for teachers to be to be take a first step and to be a, a bit brave. I mean, they need to be supported by head teachers and senior leaders. But just looking at, at are are we actually in our curriculum dealing with some of the sorts of issues, some of the, the, the important issues um, which are, are going to be so crucial for the future of young people and of society and of the planet? And I just feel that too often, and I'm obviously not talking about individual schools, but too often young people are introduced to things which they feel very distant from their their lives and and, and so on. And actually where one can be drawing out those questions, some of them which can be quite difficult questions, you know, from young people. But if we don't do that, then I think there's a danger of there being a sort of mismatch between sort of what happens in school and, and what happens in the rest of life. And, and I mentioned very briefly that I had been um, had written about moral education and a lot of the, my thinking, which came out of that, it's very much about the sort of person that we want young people to be. Uh, you know, I want them to be compassionate. I want them to be robust. I want them to be flexible. I certainly want them to be open minded, um, you know, to different views. Um, and I think those are exactly the sorts of qualities and dispositions which which the humanities um, can do. And there are, you know, there are schools which are doing it in just fantastic ways. But, you know, as with so many things, you know, uh, I'm very well aware that one has, you know, all sorts of 
other demands on people's time. But I, I hope out of this discussion, it will be help, it will be um, that people will be wanting to think, yes, how do we bring these ideas? How do we integrate these sorts of ideas a bit more into our, our teaching? Great, thank you, Tony. And Tony and I already discussed um, Tony putting on um, a webinar for our school. I think we'll, we'll be doing that in the next few weeks. We are aware that it is schools uh, it's, 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 it's actually the Easter holidays right now, so you won't be wanting to watch that at the moment, but we'll put a webinar on that Tony's going to do, a very short webinar that's be free of charge that you can um, engage with if that's something that you want more information on. So do look out for that on the um, ASCOL website. And then um, I want to bring this to a close now. So people listen to this, they, they, they know where to look, they know what you do, they, they know the, the, the big idea. Um, I don't like to give the final words in these podcasts, Tony. I like the speaker to say the final words and to close the podcast. So I'm going to say goodbye now and thank you all for listening. And I'm going to say join us very soon for another primary podcast. I look forward to you listening um, in another couple of weeks time. But to end, Tony, final words to the listeners from you. And thank you, Tony, for your time today and speaking to me. Right. A, a final word. I think I would be encouraging you to say, what are some of the ways in which we can start in schools to address some of these questions about what it is to be a human being in a time of rapid change where there are so many challenges that young people need to face and are we actually with the current curriculum really managing to address those issues and so I don't have any immediate answers but in the whole spirit of what I was saying about the humanities I hope it's raised some questions and I hope it's raised some ideas about ways in which you could be beginning to think as school leaders of, um, of, of how to tweak or how to reshape the curriculum so that it is really uh, helping to prepare young people for the sort of uh, complex and, and challenging world that they face. And the final, final word, I would just say, obviously be thoughtful about it, but, but be brave you know take a dip and i think you'll find that your most of your children most of your teachers will find these sorts of areas absolutely fascinating as i have and thank you very much for listening the ascal primary leaders podcast with tiff harris